Welcome to Executives at the Edge, a podcast brought to you by MEF. I'm your host, Pascal Venezes. Join me as we explore thought-provoking perspectives from the leaders and change makers who are propelling enterprise digital transformation forward. Well, I'm so excited to have Suresh Katakan from Nile. He's the Chief Product Officer and the co-founder, and what an exciting episode. We're going to be discussing Enterprise Campus NAS, and Campus NAS is very, very new, and it's really going to cover about how, what is Campus NAS and the value benefits and why is it so important in the overall network as a service blueprint that we've launched at MEF. So very, very exciting episode. Suresh, welcome to Executives at the Edge. Pascal, thank you for inviting me to Executives at the Edge. And it's nice to see you again. And you guys at MAF are definitely on a journey. I really believe that you're going to be defining and simplifying what network as a service. You're going to be really helping the customers. So I really appreciate the effort that you're doing at MAF. And again, thank you for inviting me to the podcast. And uh, a bit about myself, Pascal, you know, uh, I did a lot of research in artificial intelligence published several research papers in AI. In fact, you know, my research was beyond machine learning or deep learning, but it's based on learning from experience. And I have more than about 25 years of experience. In 1998, you know, when I was trying to deploy a network at a customer site, I built the entire software stack, was built and deploying it at a customer's uh, location, and it took about a week to debug a problem. And you know what was the root cause? As you know very well, it's the human configuration error. To figure out that it was a configuration error, it took a week for me to debug it. That is when it struck me idea that, hey, what if I use AI to debug these problems and help network support engineers or even, you know, even augment network engineers with AI. I founded a company in 98 to use AI to help network engineers. And then in 2012, you know, 13 time frame, I was talking to AIG insurance uh, person. He's the IT director. And he was talking about, you know, I was talking to him all about the RF and how the technology works and everything. And the IT director got up and said, Suresh, if you're so passionate, you're so confident about your technology, why are you telling me all these technologies? Why didn't you deliver per user per month model? That was a good aha moment, you know. Customers are not really interested in knowing all these technologies, too many complex technologies they have to understand. And so that started my thread about, you know, how do we really simplify it for our customers? Then in 2017, you know, Pascal, there was a floods that happened in Houston. And first thing everyone wanted, even before water and food, is the connectivity. As you know, these days, connectivity is so essential for everyone, right? And we set up, you know, sent experts to go and build emergency networks for the businesses to up and running. And that, again, led me to the belief that, you know, connectivity has become so essential for every organization, for every business. It needs to be up and running very quickly. It needs to be secured. It should be working. And this is when I met Pankaj Patel, who is the founder and chief uh, executive officer of Nile. And we ran into each other and we discussed that our visions aligned. That's when, you know, when you think of building campus network as a service, you need a lot of amazing talent. So, we, you know, we, uh, Sri Hosokote is another co-founder, John Chambers. This is the only company he co-founded. Four of us came together. We hired best talent in the valley. And as you know, this is not for the faint of heart. You're building a lot of hardware, a lot of software, delivering as a service. It required amazing team, amazing talent, and a lot of resources. That is when we started the Nile. So, John Chambers, that is a big name. So, the congratulations. 
And so tell me a little bit about, you know, Nile is really doing network as a service. And network as a service, as you know, we just launched our blueprint for network as a service in October at our global NAS event. But, you know, we talk about NAS all up as a service delivery model, as you talked about, you know, it's a subscription model. But you're doing something a little more different than a service provider. It's a campus NAS. So what... So what's the good, bad, and ugly in today's approach, and what is Campus NAS to be start with? Sure. So Pascal, as I said, NAS means a lot of things for a lot of people, right? And we are focusing on enterprise wired and wireless, and purely the access layer, the campus network as a service. And before we go into you know, what is a Campus NAS, let's talk about you know, what are the problems, right? And I'll give you some examples. Even today, I was talking to an IT director at a uh, high school here is a networking IT director. It's a premium school, and himself said that when he is on a Zoom call and he needs to walk from one place to another place, he has to turn off the Wi-Fi. That's the current state. And there's another premium institution in Bay Area where, when we talk to the students and when they get an in, in interview call, they turn off the Wi-Fi so that they can be on the cellular call and make sure they use you know cellular in order to do the inter uh, interviews that still tells you that we have quality problems. That is one. And second is, you know, we talked to Fortune 50 customer and they've been using, you know, one of the network access control software from a leading vendor. And the person who is managing left the company and even a Fortune 50 customer was not able to hire a person for another four months. And until then they could not manage it. So hiring and retaining the talent has been another big problem for a lot of our customers. And then the third one is the security where, you know, you probably know this donut story. Have you heard of that, Pascal, where one guy came into uh, Delaware as a donut? No, no, please go on. Let me tell you that, okay? So this company hired a ethical hacker, if you want to call, and the person came in as if he's delivering the donuts, put the donuts in the lobby, and he walked around as if he's a casual employee, said hello to a lot of people, and he sits in a cube, there's an empty cube, connects to the ethernet port, and he was able to discover all the resources on the network. He could have easily propagated malware into many of the devices on the network. He did not do it, but he was able to list out all the resources on the network. That is the kind of security. So when we talk to CISOs, one of the CISOs said, hey, we need to isolate every user and device. We need to secure every port. And they did it. You know how long it took? 5,600 hours to make sure that every port is secured. Then Pascal, as you probably have seen, that almost all customers are looking for, you know, subscription model, not a leasing model, not a you know crazy financing model, but everything as you know, whether it's a compute, whether it's storage, whether it's a, a software, they they've been consuming as a su subscription. Now they want network as a subscription, as well. Pure subscription, not like a turning into just opex model, but pay per user per month or pay per square foot or different model, but based on the subscription model. Those are the requirements that we heard, Pascal. So based on your own experience, do you agree these are the ones, do you see any other requirements that a NAS should ad address? No, I think for the enterprise, you're kind of hitting its sweet spot. I think this is driven because software-defined networks came into play you know, a decade plus ago, virtualization. But I think more importantly in the campus, or there is a lot of, I remember the Wi-Fi is really hard to get right uh, especially, you know, just on Wi-Fi, now private 5G is coming in, you got Ethernet ports, LAN Ethernet ports, and, you know, people put ACLs all over the place and VLANs, it was all very complex. But I think what you've done is you removed that complexity through this campus network as a service. 
And I think more importantly, because you can do the subscription model because you built your own hardware, your own Wi-Fi units. So you own all that technology yourself. It's not just a management model coming from the cloud. You really have built the technology, deployed it in the campus, and manages it from the cloud, all as a subscription utility model, right? So that's, do I have that right? Yes, Pascal. And, you know, this is where, you know, for, for your earlier question, all right? Campus NAS has been talked for last 12 years or even 15 years. And there are many, many attempts to it. And it's a lipstick on a pig where they took the existing hardware, they took the existing software, they put in, you know, uh, software licenses, they put in monitoring and management and sold it as a service. Effectively, what they did was, hey, you don't need to have your IT team, we'll manage it for you. They did not deliver network as a service at all. Right? And as I said, we needed to go back to a drawing board, start from ground up and build our own hardware, our own software. And the reason we had to do it to Pascal is uh, one of the you know, things that we heard from the customers, when you deliver network as a service, you have to guarantee the service. Yes. How do you guarantee that network is always up and running? And you also mentioned, Pascal, Wi-Fi has been a challenge. How do you guarantee that you have fiber Wi-Fi coverage everywhere? Exactly. And then the third one is, how do you guarantee that you have capacity for everything that you needed? So you got it right. You needed to, you know, we needed to develop everything from ground up. The hardware, the software, entire thing, we had to flip it on its head and build it and deliver it as a service. Yeah, and talk about that performance because I think, you know, every, every enterprise and every customer wants to know how well is your application performing? Does it work right? It's it's like a number one question. And and I think what you've done is you have a guarantee of some kind. And I think you do it also for cybersecurity using zero trust, I think, also. So uh-huh. can you explain to our listeners a little bit about this, this guarantee that you provide? Sure, Pascal. You know, when you think of a network as a service, I mean, what are the customers getting? It's not the access points. It's not the switches that matter the most. What they want is throughout their buildings, throughout their site, they want the network to be up and running, right? So we don't believe, frankly, as much as I love to look at my own AP uptime, switch uptime, that doesn't mean anything to the end user. So what we do is we have a physical census that you can deploy throughout your building, okay, anywhere, everywhere. These sensors are acting like end users, testing the end-to-end network, showing that network is up and running, showing that, you know, you have the five-bar Wi-Fi coverage. That means, you know, when you are on a Zoom call, you can have high-definition Zoom call anywhere in your building, and you have the capacity for all your users, devices, and applications. We guarantee this. If you don't meet our numbers, we have financial liability. So this is not your standard SLA. If something goes wrong, I'll respond back in two hours. That's not the type of guarantee we are talking about. We are talking about guaranteeing the service itself. And in case, you know, if you cannot deploy the physical sensors, and Pascal, we have the sensors inside our access points. They act like dedicated sensors. They act like end users. They're testing the network and showing you that network is up and running. You have the coverage and you have the capacity. That's how we deliver the guaranteed performance. What about the security, the severed Don't you, because you were talking about ACLs and um, ACLs. So how do you do that? Do you do a zero trust? I think we talked, you were doing zero trust, right? And that's a key that aspect is- of your offering. Sure. So Pascal, you know, when you're delivering network as a service and you are responsible for anything and everything about the network. So what we do is, Pascal, the network itself, the physical layer, we don't even have a console port or a management port in our boxes. So nobody can walk into your idea for the closet to connect to the switch and, you know, uh, look into your data or look into your traffic that's going on the network. That's the kind of security. And you cannot put a third party box in our network and make it work because it will not even come up. 
and you cannot even look at the traffic because we encrypted the hardware, the traffic using MacSec in all our access points, access switches, distribution switches. So the first layer is the network itself is uh, you know secure. The second is as part of the zero trust, every user and device has to be authenticated, authorized, whether it's on the wired or the wireless. And the best part is, Pascal, you don't have to go and configure the ports, for switches, or the access points. You just say, as a customer, I want all my users and devices to get onto the network using .1x, or certain type of authentication, Mac auth, or single sign-on. You know, very interesting, Pascal, let's say if you walk into it, the donut story I was talking about, the guy, uh -huh. donut delivery guy, when it connects to the port, if the device does, his laptop does .1x, we would automatically do it. If not, we do Mac auth. If not, we would give you single sign-on. You know, these days, as you know, you're using single sign-on for all your applications. Why not use single sign-on to access the network, all right? So we throw you single sign-on, and you can use multi-factor authentication. And that's how you get on the network. Then, as you know, as part of the zero test principle, you have to do continuous authentication and authorization. We do that as well. So it's not one time that Pascal is on the network, but hey, is it really someone spoofing the identity of the Pascal? Then once you're on the network, how do we guarantee that nobody's you know, um, propagating the malware? We isolate every user and device, we call zero trust isolation, from every other than user and device. And then we give you micro-segmentation capabilities so that you can allow exactly what needs to be allowed between the users and the devices. That's how we deliver the zero trust built into our solution. Well, that, that is really incredible. It's really what is needed. And uh, hats off. It's really, really a great idea and great uh, offering. So Thank you. So I just want to, you know, talk about a little bit about this AI. How does AI, you must, you come from an AI background. How does AI now fit into all of this campus NAS and your offering? Yeah, Pascal, you know, you don't go even a single day by without talking about AI or listening about AI these days, right? It has been a hype. And, you know, before I go into that, uh, Pascal, there is a report from Gartner about AI in networking. And it clearly states that, you know, there's a lot of hype and a lot of wasted investments. And they're not really living up to the promises that they're talking about. On top of that, you know very well from your background that AI is a probabilistic system. It can give you great recommendations, but once in a while it can get it wrong. So something to remember that. Even if it's wrong by 5-10% of the time, do you want to bring down your network 5-10% of the time? Probably not. So this is where what we did was, you know, AI has, you know, we embraced the AI across the board, which I'll, you know, across the day zero, day one, and day two. Let me give you a couple of examples. You know, when we go and, when we go and ask technicians to go and deploy access points, how do you know they installed it properly in the ceiling? Right? Is it properly snugged in? Or how do you know that switch is not slanting in a rack? So this is where they upload the images and the images can be you know, easily processed by AI and can tell you whether you installed it properly or not. And we do you know, RF, location triangulation, RF triangulation, all of this is based off of AI. These are the areas where we can see a lot of applicability. And even beyond that, you know, we also created what we call softbots, Pascal. As you know, you said Wi-Fi is a challenging. If you make any change on the Wi-Fi, whether you do software upgrade, channel change, how do you know all the users and devices are connected back? And going back to your application performance, how do you know that they have equal or better experience? So what our softbots do is, before any change that happens, we take the stock of every user, device, their experience. Once we make the change, they make sure that you have equal or better experience. Those are the kind of softbots we have created. Does it make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. This this is very good. 
uh, very, very impressed. I really didn't know the full story of Nile. So thank you for articulating this to me and, and to our listeners. You know, um, Network as a Service, we launched at GNE. We talk about it from a service provider delivery model that basically is an OPEX or subscription model. And we talk about it from underlays, overlays, cybersecurity, and multi-cloud. That's our four themes of that NAS offering and service providers go to offer that. Now, that's great from a service provider offering into an enterprise, but they normally stop at you know some user to network interface, we call that technically, which is a DMARC point before you get to the actual campus or the branch or the LAN. So what you've done is you've gone and solved the part of the campus side and the offices and so on. How does it all come together? Do you, do you sell through channels? Do you, go, do you work with the service providers or you just offer this on your own to the enterprises? Like how does it all come together between the provider offering and the enterprise offering that your campus now? How will that all come together? Sure. So Pascal, we're a partner first company. As you know, Pankaj and John, when they were at Cisco, you know, it was all led by the partners. So we, the, the, uh, everything, anything that we do is, you know, led by the partners. And we're also working with service providers. Many of the service providers that you know, not just in the U.S., but across the world, uh-huh. we are working with many okay. of the service providers. Oh, that's awesome. And these service providers are willingly coming to us. Frankly, they're seeing the value of getting inside the wall or inside the building so that they can not only increase the top line, but also increase the bottom line. And the best part, Pascal, in the past they could not do it is because it was extremely complex for them to you know, build the teams, build the practice and deliver it. With our solution, with our service model, they're able to do it much more easily because it doesn't require a lot of expertise, resources and effort in you know building, deploying these networks and monitoring and managing these networks so it will be you know some of the top tier one service providers they're working with us and we're looking at you know uh, we'll see when that happens when the launch happens but we're working with many of the service providers yeah and this is really you know in our frame our blueprint of nas we we, we don't really address this enterprise side of nas and i did put it out there that we have to put that as you know a gap that we need to fix in our blueprint. And so we are going to work with that. And thank you for joining on our technology advisory board, Suresh, and uh, for joining MEF and hopefully make some contributions here. Because I think the two worlds have to come together. It's the the wide area network and the clouds and all coming together. And now the campuses, I think it's an end-to-end model to remove friction. Yeah. And it starts with the user device application all the way to the cloud side. And all of that friction has to be removed. And I think now if you're channels of service providers, they're offering NAS for various types of NAS that I talked about, underlay, overlay, cybersecurity, and multi-cloud, and have a campus NAS too, then it really comes together. I think this is brilliant. So um, I'm glad that you are working with providers to provide this. So it's awesome. So, you know, what about, do you bring this, you say campus NAS, do you bring this NAS to like homes and small offices? And because, I mean, I would like one in my house. (laughs) So how does that work? Like if a company enterprise has users all over and they're working from home now very typically and the small offices and branch offices and big buildings and campus do you have a for all of that so pascal at this point we are we are focused on small medium large deployments okay. including the campus wide deployments not the home side of it because you know there are lots of operational related challenges mm-hmm. when not the technology but more operational related one so we're focusing on you know many of our customers they start with uh, one or two locations, as you can imagine, and prove it, and then expand it to other locations. So we've done one after another one constantly where customers try it in one location and then continue to 
deploy across the own locations, but it's really at uh, office locations or the retails or the warehouses or the schools or the universities. Got it. That's where we are right now focusing on. Got it. Makes sense. So, you know, and to wrap it up, um, any additional color you want to provide on the outcomes that your customers are seeing with Niles Campus NAS? Sure, I'll give you a couple of them. All right. One is, you know, one of our customers was trying to get cybersecurity insurance and they could not get cybersecurity insurance. This is becoming a bigger challenge for many of our customers. When they, when the person, CAO, went and talked to the cybersecurity firm, the insurance firm, not only they got the insurance, but they also had lower premiums once they knew that, you know, they're using Nile. So clearly our Girotas model, our security model, our service model is helping customers to reduce their cybersecurity insurance premiums. That is one. Second is, you know, we deployed it uh, in a Stanford University. It's a public case study where students explicitly stopped the IT teams and said that we feel the difference. That's the kind of quality that we're delivering it. And third is, you know, we deployed it to another uh, university where the new students were coming in in the new academic year. Whenever the students are coming, there's a lot of anxiety among the university uh, you know, um, IT teams. And this time they had absolutely zero tickets. And the customer was really thrilled about it. Then other one is there is another customer who was looking at expanding to other countries and other locations. And they did the analysis, ROI and TCO analysis, and found that we're at least 50 to 70% cheaper than doing it on their own or going through a traditional model. So customers are seeing you know, security benefits. They're seeing the little to no tickets. And customers are seeing cost savings across the board. Well, so well, that's the reason why we are seeing the success in the market. Congratulations, Suresh. This is really good impact. I mean, you know, there's nothing like at the end of the day, we're do you do things to get impact. And it sounds like you're doing tremendous impact to the enterprises, giving them great value. And, you know, universities are very tough. I, I totally agree. The students come in all over the place and to secure that and to give them the performance with so many, you know, students using Wi-Fi, it's very difficult. Imagine going into some of these venues, like concert venues and try to use Wi-Fi. It's, it's just very hard. Um, so it gets a lot of congestion. So managing all of that congestion, the performance, the security, very, very complex. And, and certainly you seem to have really done this with Niall. So uh, congratulations. Suresh, such a pleasure to having you on this episode. And I know our listeners will find us very, very uh, intriguing. And uh, thank you once again. And look forward to seeing you at our next uh, members meeting and our technology advisory board meeting coming up. Thank you, Pascal. Thank you very much for inviting me again and looking forward to working with you at uh, TAB. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us for Executives at the Edge. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today. Share online a review. Find all our episodes on your favorite podcast platform and at left.net.